Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky on this Sunday afternoon. It is just now hitting 12.02. Glad that you guys are with me. Appreciate you being here, as always. A couple things to talk about. Obviously, basketball last night, baseball going on. Ole Miss will start uh, the – it's not a rubber match because – Uh, Anyway, you guys know. Game four of the Hawaii series will start here in a few hours, so we will do a full weekend recap situation uh, tonight on the live stream, but I will talk about the first three games so far, and also basketball from last night. Ole Miss got a win. Wasn't pretty, but it was a win, so we'll talk about all of that right here on this edition of this very podcast. Search Rebel Report wherever you get them. Subscribe and leave a rating and a review if you like what you hear. Appreciate you. Also, follow me Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. We will do the live stream at uh, about 8 o'clock, 745, 8 o'clock, even if the Ole Miss game is still going on. Uh, I hope it's not, but even if it is, uh, we will talk about the entirety of the weekend and uh, and obviously, we'll, we'll get to see the end of that game as well. So, hope to see you there. Looking forward to it. If you're not there, that's okay. That uh, Q&A will be lo- uh, located, loaded right here on, uh, on this feed for you. But let's start with basketball. Ole Miss gets a win last night over Missouri. It was much too close for comfort, but a win nonetheless. 79-76, the final score. Ole Miss won the, uh, the second half uh, despite being down... Uh, Double digits at one point there in the second half. Also looked like the crowd was pretty good. Reported attendance, 8,598, so 8,600 people. Um, Looked like a pretty decent crowd considering the absolute uh, pathetic disaster that Missouri basketball has been this year. But uh, let's start there, actually, because there's, there's good and bad from this game. And the good is the most important thing. If you want your positive spin, here it is. They won. They had to win to keep their NCAA tournament hopes alive. This was a game that it just doesn't matter really how it looked like, although it kind of does, and we'll get to that here in a little bit. But just win. That was the the thought going into this game for Ole Miss. Just win. Just just don't get this net bomb that losing to Missouri would. It would effectively have ended their NCAA tournament bid. The metrics don't particularly like Ole Miss anyway. Uh, the non-conference schedule uh, is not helping them at all, of course, and you guys know that. But losing to this Missouri team at home would have been a absolute disaster. Missouri right now in the net moved up six spots to 147. So a home loss to that team would have been an absolute disaster. So just win, move forward. You've got Mississippi State on Wednesday night. You've got South Carolina coming up at home. You've got Alabama coming up at home. A&M coming up at home, like real opportunities to to make the tournament, but that path seemed incredibly unrealistic to the point of impossible with a loss last night, and they did not lose last night. So that that is all that matters. You, you've seen uh, in the SEC 
like Mississippi State, for example, really struggled with a bad Arkansas team yesterday. I mean, I know it was on the road, but A&M lost to, to Vanderbilt. I mean, this, this happens sometimes, and Ole Miss avoided that. That is a good thing. Can't be denied. And if you're looking for more positive spin, they overcame some in-game adversity. Again, they were down double digits midway through the second half, turned it on, came back, won the game, made a bunch of free throws. Uh, Ole Miss did late in this ballgame. So they did what they had to do. They overcame some adversity. They won the game. They turned it on when they needed to, and so on and so forth. So there's your positive spin. They won the game. That's exactly what needed to happen. Matt Morrell played really well. He had 26 points on 7 of 10 from the field, including 6 of 9 from 3. He did miss two, uh, at the time, clutch free throws, but he was 6 of 8 from the free throw line. He was good. Uh, Alan Flanagan uh, was 6 of 12 from the field. He also missed a couple of free throws as well, but he had uh, 10 rebounds, a couple of blocks, and uh, and 4 assists as well. Uh, Jalen Murray had a much better shooting night, and he's had lately, he was 4 of 8 from 3, uh, which was helpful in the second half. Um, Ole Miss shot 52% from three uh, in the game. So much better in the second half than in the first. They were 11 of 32 from in, uh, from the field uh, in, the, uh, in the first half of the game. But what's crazy is they were 8 of 17 from three. So they were 47% from three and 34% from the field. Just a, a really weird and bad uh, offensive start to the game. But still, so you had uh, Murray get back into form a little bit. Uh, a little bit. Breakfield had 14. So some good things happened uh, in this result. There is your positive spin. They moved to 19-6, and 6-6 six, six and six in the SEC with opportunities ahead. The, the downside, though, the negative is, um, especially in the first half, Body language looked awful. Uh, the the sense of urgency wasn't there. I mean, they, they got off to a really fast start. Morell made three threes uh, in the early going, and kind of figured at the time that hey, Ole Miss is about to run away with this. You know, it's, it's going to be a comfortable win. Missouri's really bad. Uh, this is going to go very smoothly, and, and that's exactly what um, what needs to happen. And it didn't go that way. Uh, there was a couple of times in the first half where, like, there was really bad closeouts, uh, just lack of effort defensively. There was a uh, there was one uh, fast break that Missouri got in particular that I remember where there was a turnover. Ole Miss turned it over at the top of the key, and Missouri had a run out. And uh, I mean, just the the transition defense, just the lack of effort was was horrible. It was was really really horrible uh, to be honest. Their their effort for most of this game was was garbage. It was garbage. They they did not look like the team that was fighting to remain on the right side of the NCAA tournament bubble. They looked like the team that was winless in conference play, uh, which was Missouri. Again, they, they found a way. They turned it on all that. But um, the, the ball stuck a lot in the first half. Very little ball movement. Bad decisions. Bad effort. Bad mistakes. Just a really ugly first half of basketball and for what it's worth by the way Chris Beard after the game uh, had a lot of praise for Matt Morrell specifically uh mentioned his his leadership and his voice uh, at halftime he said in the locker room and then during the uh the the huddles and during timeouts in the second half when Missouri kind of ballooned up a little bit of a lead that Matt Morrell kind of took on that leadership voice he even described him as an NBA player 
Matt Morell also got hurt in the game a little bit, uh, had to, to come off the court for, he only missed four minutes of game action, but uh, Beard was also asked about that, and his response was basically, it's February, it's college basketball, nobody's 100%, but um, you know he's going to power through it because that's what he does. And so really high praise from Chris Beard for, for Matt Morell's game last night. But Ole Miss survived a, a lethargic uh, mindset, a, a lethargic effort, and um, they're lucky it was Missouri uh, because they were able to overcome that and win. But uh, you would assume you're going to get better effort against the better teams they play. I mean, they are human beings after all. They're not basketball-playing robots. They, they know Missouri is bad and stuff like that, so maybe it was just a product of that. I'm not smart enough to, to know what else could be going on there, but I really did not like the body language for most of that game. I didn't like the effort for most of that game, and uh, and they were able to turn it on and overcome it. But um, that was uh, that was a problem. Also, getting literally zero points from your two bigs is, uh, I mean, that's hard to fathom. Uh, Cissé did have eight boards, though, and he was in foul trouble a lot during the game. Was 0-5 from the field. Jamarian Sharp only played five minutes uh, in the game. Had a couple of fouls in those five minutes as well. Uh, but he missed both of his free throws and didn't get up a shot otherwise. Um, and no bench scoring, really, for uh, for Ole Miss. TJ Caldwell gave them seven points off the bench, and that is all they got. He was the only player that came off the bench for Ole Miss that took shots in this game. He was one of three from the field, O of one th- from the free. Ugh, I can't talk today. He was one of three from the field, O of one from the three-point line. Did make five of his six free throws, though. That was a big theme in the second half for Ole Miss. They they made twenty-two free throws just in the second half, but only seven bench points for Ole Miss. That's they they've got to get. More than that. Only 14 fast break points and five off of turnovers. Uh, they they were able to survive uh, that bad effort. Oh, and then, you know, again, I'm not smart enough. Uh, there there are real basketball experts um, that, that you can turn to for, for more of an in-depth thing. Maybe uh, Missouri was doing a really good job of limiting this. I'm not sure. But when I look at uh, how the game was going last night, how Matt Morrell was playing last night, how efficient and effective he was, also had a pair of steals uh, as well on top of it all. Why, this is just an open-ended question, why is he only getting up seven shot, or ten shots? I mean, he was on a- absolutely on fire from the jump of the game, uh, incredibly efficient. He is the team's best player and best scorer and most complete scorer. He's, he's got an outside game, he's got a mid-range game. Why is he only getting 10 shots in the game? I mean, Murray, again, had a pretty good night. Flanagan did too. But but why is he getting the third most shots up uh, on the team? I mean, that 10 should be 20. And again, I know he had 26 and they won the game and all that. But um, th- that is something that, it, it, again, maybe I'm just not smart enough to understand why this doesn't happen. But I, I watch a lot of NBA, and I know it's a different game, but I see so often that NBA teams create offense for their best players to get them to their spots and, and create sets and, and things like that to get their best scorer a high volume of shots. And I look at this game for Ole Miss, and I see their best player, who's 7 of 10 from the field, only getting 10 shots up. And I think if you're going to do things like beat Alabama and beat South Carolina and beat Mississippi State on Wednesday, 
Matt Morrell can't be taking the third most shots on the team, especially with the way he's playing lately. They've, they've got to generate more offense for him because of just how complete of a scorer he is. Again, Chris Beard called him an NBA player last night. Well, if you got an NBA player, treat him like an NBA player and, uh, and get him more looks. But uh, they win, and that's all that matters. Mississippi State on Wednesday, they're coming off of a uh, a very they, they played really poorly. Uh, they were able to kind of turn it on late and make plays late as well. Missed some free throws. That is their kryptonite. They cannot make free throws, man. Uh, really, just really bad there. You know you're going to get a raucous, intense environment on uh, on Wednesday night, but they played poorly on Saturday against a bad Arkansas team. You've already beaten them once. You, you can most certainly do it again. A uh, a big challenge, no doubt, but an opportunity to go steal one on the road against a team that you absolutely can uh, beat for sure. Uh, I mean, if you know if they can find a way to to limit Hubbard like they did in the second half in Oxford, uh, they've got a chance to win. He can score, but Ole Miss did prevent him from doing so for 20 minutes uh, in their win over State earlier this year. So opportunity there. I mean, it's really as simple as four and two. Can they go four and two down the stretch? If that answer is yes, then I think they're making the tournament right now. And, and that opportunity presents itself. I mean, they don't even need to win necessarily uh, against Mississippi State. They just got to protect their home floor and, and steal one more on the road. So beat South Carolina at home. Alabama's going to be really tough uh, a week from Wednesday. That's uh, That one's tough. But, I mean, can you win four of these next six? Mississippi State, South Carolina, Alabama at home, at Missouri, at Georgia, Texas A&M. Can you get four? They certainly can beat A&M. They certainly can beat Georgia. They're falling off. They certainly can beat Missouri. If they are able to do that, one of Mississippi State, South Carolina, and Alabama will get it done, and they'll make the tournament. So can they do it? I think they can. We will have to see. They actually dropped a couple of spots in the net down to 64, but Mississippi State's 37 at the moment. That's on the road. Big opportunity there. So we'll turn the page to baseball. After I tell you, the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. Advantage Business Systems has you covered. If you are a Mississippi business, anywhere in Mississippi, and you're in the market for office technology, check them out online, absms.com. Advantage Business Systems for all of your office technology needs. Tell them I sent you, and you'll get that complimentary office technology assessment. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. they got 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi, so there's likely one in your backyard. They make you their priority with local loan servicing and decision-making so you don't get on Zoom or talk to somebody out of state. You just simply meet with somebody in person because they make you their priority. They also have an online banking platform that is a one-stop shop. All you need is that, and you can do everything you, or excuse me, all you need is an internet connection. Gosh, I'm struggling today. Forgive me, guys. All you need is an internet connection, and you uh, can do everything you need to do with your money, because Priority One Bank makes you their priority. So Ole Miss 2-1 so far with their road trip at Hawaii. Uh, By the way, watching on Friday night was incredibly stupid for for me to do, because I'm still paying for it on Sunday. I stayed up. All the way to the end of the game, like uh, some of you did, I think Keith Carter personally should uh, hand deliver everybody that stayed up to the end of that game a $100 bill, because if you did that, then uh, you are a real, 
a real fan. Even the official Ole Miss baseball Twitter account uh, said, here are the highlights for you sane fans out there the next day. I thought that was uh, pretty funny, but also appreciated the broadcast. It's a shame that we didn't get that all weekend because I thought it was good. I mean, the camera angles weren't great. And that's, you know, there's facility limitations and monetary limitations. Not not everybody's going to be a, a, as invested in, in baseball as Ole Miss is, and so you're not going to have the quality, like, broadcast equipment that Ole Miss has for better and uh, better angles with more high definition and stuff like that. But the guys calling the game, I thought, you know, some people were were making fun of them, and, and I disagree completely. The, it, it felt like they were three guys that just loved – baseball and they were just kind of up there vibing and having a good time and they seem to very clearly care about knowing about Ole Miss and I mean they they, they researched I mean they, they really cared about the broadcast and, and they they gave compliments to Ole Miss uh, when they did good things and I mean obviously they're Hawaii guys they they call Hawaii games for a living uh, and so that's you know that's where their allegiances lean, but I thought they did a really nice job on the broadcast. I thought I, I really enjoyed them, and I really appreciated that they put the effort into understand and know things about the other team that they were calling. You get some of these Homer broadcasts sometimes that, and a lot of them do a really good job. You know the the people that do Ole Miss and and I, I like Bart Gregory at Mississippi State as well. Um, I've had the pleasure of meeting him and and he was good to me. So maybe, maybe there's some personal bias there, but uh, you know you you have some of these uh, broadcasts that that are like that that do really good jobs, but you also hear others that um, only know or or even try to know about their team, and then the other is just kind of there. I didn't get that vibe from Hawaii at all. It's a shame that we didn't get the whole weekend because I thought they were great. But you guys don't care about that so much as you do the game. 13 innings. My gosh. Uh, It was exactly the wrong game that you wanted if you were trying to get any kind of sleep the the day before. But kind of a gritty game. So uh, Ole Miss wins 5-4 again in 13 innings. Uh, Ole Miss really bad situational hitting. Had a lot of runners on base and just could not get the timely hit. To, uh, to to get them across and blow that game open. But uh, I thought that was kind of a nice win when you think about how Hawaii was able to score. I mean, they, they really scored off of Ole Miss's mistakes. If JT Quinn lets a chopper go instead of reaching his hand up uh, to try to get it, he, he gets out of that inning without giving up that three spot. Uh, in the fourth, that was definitely a double play ball. Uh, Hawaii... Uh, scored in the eighth on a wild pitch as uh, as well. So there was um, errors, really, or, or issues or self-inflicted wounds that caused that game to be as close as it was anyway. And Ole Miss was able to, uh, with uh, Leger and Groff, they were the stars of the first game. Um, they had, what, both three hits each, right? Yeah, three hits each. And uh, all five RBIs came from the two of them, but... Um, yeah, 19 left on base for Ole Miss. Not good in situational hitting at all. But they won the game, which is important. Uh, Mason Nichols was good. Now, he walked three in his four and a third, but that was really encouraging to see after uh, uh, the the issue last year. Uh, just he, he looked more like what you expect him to be in his four and a third inning of relief. He was good. Uh, he, he was he was good in that game. So uh, 66 pitches for him as well. I don't think you're going to see him later today, but uh, maybe I'm uh, I'm wrong. Uh, JT Quinn, 
the, the stuff was good. The efficiency, not so much. He had six strikeouts, uh, but 75 pitches in three and the third, walked three. Um, again, would have got only gave up three hits in that three and a third and would have gotten out of that inning had he not put his hand up and, and tapped the ball. That was a double play ball, but just not efficient enough. And that's the story of the weekend so far for Ole Miss's pitchers is um, just racking up um, their pitch count by not throwing strikes and being efficient there. But uh, they get the win. Uh, Groff and Leger were really good. And, uh, and you move on. And they go to game one of two seven-inning doubleheaders on Saturday. And I can't stand those. I, I really don't like those. I mean, could you imagine a basketball game being 30 minutes instead of 40? I, I just I don't like that personally. But uh, a pretty just kind of dominant win for Ole Miss. I know the score is 5-2, to two, but uh, based on listening on the radio and looking at the box score, because that's the only way that we got to watch this game or, or consume this game, I should say. Uh, Ole Miss was uh, was good. Gunnar Dennis was okay. Again, not efficient. 78 pitches and just four complete. Walked three. Also hit a couple. Mike Bianco uh, described that as not him uh, after the game. But Wes Mendez, who might be somebody that we see uh, on the weekend soon, the young buck, was really good. Three complete innings. Struck out four. No hits. No runs. Only walked one guy. 46 pitches in those three innings. That was a big bright spot for Ole Miss in uh, in this game. Leger had a couple of hits as well. Bo Gatlin had a home run. He had two hits. Really tinkering with the lineup uh, right now is Mike Bianco, and I think that's fine. Uh, I saw some criticism of that, but at, at this moment, you know, he's trying to figure out what he has. There's a lot of new faces, a lot of moving parts, and that's what you use this early season for is um, to, to try to – you know, figure out what you have and figure out what fits and figure out what works. And um, so far, he's tinkering a lot with the lineups. And, and again, I, I think that that's, uh, that's totally fine. So they get the winning game, too. And, and I thought after that game that they were just going to kind of cruise uh, to a, a Game 3 win as well. But that is uh, absolutely not what, um, what has happened for Ole Miss so far. Uh, they... Get beat 9-1 to in seven innings by Hawaii in Game 3, setting up kind of an important game today. Uh, Sonye, again, not efficient. That's the issue. Three walks, uh, 69 pitches in just three and two-thirds. Gave up five runs on four hits. Um, he didn't get much from Mitch Morrell. He gave up a couple of runs uh, in his two-thirds of an inning. Liam Doyle was somebody that uh, you were hoping to see more from. Again, we didn't get to watch, but you got audio and box score where he was uh, an inning in two-thirds and gave up a couple of runs and walked a guy as well. So not a banner day for the bullpen in game two. But I liked what I've seen so far from Ole Miss's bullpen. I think that's the bright spot of uh, of the weekend so far is that the bullpen looks uh, pretty capable. We'll see what happens today. But um, again, Groff has four hits so far on the weekend uh, Jackson Ross has uh, as a couple as uh, as well, so you know that's something. Judd Udermark is struggling a little bit early. They really really like him, and and so far, I mean, it's only three games. So, um, but Andrew Fisher only has a hit. Trayson Hughes only has one hit. Again, Udermark just one. Uh, Luke Hill just one. So that they need more from those guys. It's just. Too early to, to know 
Smithwick has uh, an 0 for 7 start so far. It's going to get more difficult in SEC play, of course, but I'm just I'm not going to read too much into that yet, just simply because of how early it is and how new these faces are in the adjustment period, and also they're playing games that start much later than they're used to. Uh, long trip, jet lag, whatever the, the case may be, but something to keep an eye on. Not the fastest start for the Ole Miss offense, especially with runners in scoring position. We'll see if they're able to uh, get three games tonight. If they come back home with three wins, I think it's a successful weekend, especially depending on how today looks. But um, in the meantime, we'll uh, we'll have to just do the we'll see thing. Uh, I don't know if we've learned anything definitive from this team after just three games. I think that would be kind of goofy to talk about, but um, I do like what I've seen from the bullpen. A couple of guys have uh, gotten off to really hot starts so far this year, which is a good thing, of course, and uh, we'll see if they're able to come home with a series win. We'll talk about that more tonight. Appreciate you guys, as uh, as always, being here. Hard to talk about baseball that you can't watch, but that is the hand that we are dealt. I appreciate you. We'll talk on the live chat tonight. See you then. If not, this will be uploaded for you tomorrow morning. So uh, catch it one way or the other. See you then. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.